Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations or to record solo episodes like the one I'm doing today to help you improve your golf, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. Now, before I get stuck into today's episode, I have a really exciting announcement to make, and that is that the Fairway Performance training app has just been accepted into the Apple App Store. Um, So you can jump on and type in Fairway Performance into the search bar on the App Store, and you can download the app for free on there and get yourself a seven-day free trial of the app. Uh, Really excited because it's been a long time in the works, and for anyone who has worked with apps before or product development with Apple, uh, understand how difficult and hard it can be to get uh, apps onto the App Store, as well as costly and and just very time-consuming. So uh, jump on there. Um, If you are already a user of the app, then instead of going in the old way, you can download the app, chuck in your login details, and go through the actual app version rather than having to use the old web-based app where you have to save the um, icon to your home screen and enter through it that way. So you can jump on there. Your login details will work fine. It'll be a seamless transition, uh, and it will work perfectly for you. Uh, If you're someone who doesn't use an iPhone and you're an Android user uh, and you download stuff through the Google, um, I think it's called the Google Play Store or the Google um, App Store, whatever whatever the exact name of it is, um, but you should be able to download it fairly soon. I'm still just uh, in review um, with that platform at the moment, but you should be able to jump on board there soon and um, and get yourself uh, a download of the app and, and try it out for seven days for free. Um, once you're in there, you can direct message me. Please, please message me once you get in there. Uh, if you're unsure of where to go, or which program is going to be the best for you based on you know your equipment, the skill level that you have, uh, your experience in the gym, and, and what you're looking to get from your golf and your fitness and your health. So. Um, please hit me up in there. Please download it. And if you're already a user of the app or you really enjoy what you see, um, then I'd love if you could leave a five-star rating or review, one, on this podcast, uh, whatever platform you're listening to it on, uh, but also, two, if you could leave it on um, the App Store uh, where you download the app from Apple. So um, that would really help the one, the app grow and the, and the fitness app grow, um, but two, also the, the podcast and the show grow as well. So thank you in advance for doing that. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, And today's episode, we are going to get stuck into, and I haven't fully figured out the title for it yet, but this is the working title, Five Reasons You're Not Too Old to Train in the Gym to Improve Your Golf Game. So essentially, I just wanted to talk to those who feel, you know, if they're maybe 30, 40, 50, whatever age you feel you're getting to now, and you're like, look... I'm I'm past my use by date. I'm not going to see improvement. I can't train because I can't do all the stuff that those guys, you know, do on Instagram and all of those things. I'm, you know, I've got busted knees and busted this, and I'm broken here and broken there from sport and etc. etc. You know, there's so many different excuses that uh, I hear people use in order to you know not train um, and to downplay their performance and. Um, one, I, th- I think it's a little bit sad uh, for some people because if they just went in with the mindset of slow, steady improvement or 1% improvement per day or per week over a very long term, uh, then they're going to see such, such good results. And I've, I've worked with so many people now that like, it, it's literally anybody. I was literally messaging a 65-year-old lady who's just joined the app. Um, today and you know getting her started with one of the programs Um, so like there's just no there's no real reason if you 
starting where you are with what you have at a reasonable level and don't go into it with any ego or expectations to improve 100% in the first you know, short amount of time, whatever that amount of time is for you. Um, but just dedicate yourself to long-term consistent progress. You're going to see some remarkable results. So the first thing, so the first reason you're not too old is if if you haven't trained in the gym or you yet to train in the gym or do these golf specific exercises where we're trying to build speed and power and we're trying to add some muscle mass by doing some hypertrophy work uh, and we're doing some overload and over speed training then if you're very new to it and you've never done this before i love working with people like you because you have such a significant room for improvement because your body has never experienced this stimulus before. So pretty much where you're at with your golf right now is going to significantly improve by you just attending the gym and just doing some of these sessions somewhat consistently. Um, I envy you. Anyone who has been training in the gym for years envies the type of gains that you will make as a brand new beginner when you're first starting out with a program because we all remember back to those days where we literally you know, would touch a barbell and we'd hit a PR or a personal best. Then the next time we go in the gym, we could just lift more weight. And then the next time we could lift more weight. And the next time we could lift more weight or do more reps or do it faster. And it just snowballs like that for, for a really, really long period of time, essentially. for you know, If you've got a good program and a, and a good coach to guide you through that process, you can milk those gains for a good 18 to 24 months. Um, before you're going to start hitting some real plateaus with certain movements. So um, yeah, there's so, so much potential gains at your disposal um, that I really envy you and and so do those who have been training for a long time. Uh, The next thing is we want to reduce your risk of injury. So one one of the things that I start to hear from golfers who are getting a little older is we're a little more um, you know, for lack of a better term, like developed in our career or progressed in our career, essentially. And we have, you know, all these leave entitlements, or we have the flexibility with work because we're bosses, or we own our own businesses, or whatever it might be. But essentially, it affords us more time to go and enjoy, you know, golf trips or Wednesday golf or um, these other bits and pieces. So, essentially. If you've got that uh, time flexibility, then it means we can play more golf. And in playing more golf, if we're not used to that, when we first start doing it, uh, we're going to start to see potentially some overuse injuries or some strains um, or some soreness, which we're not used to. And the way to overcome that or the way to not experience that is to obviously build our body to be more resilient and less susceptible to you know, strains, injuries, sprains, um, you know, overuse type injuries, whatever, repetitive strain injuries, um, by building that resilience in the gym and making our body more resilient there because that's a really controlled environment where we get to control the weight that we're lifting. Um, We can practice the reps, you know, the weights don't move around on us like we're on a, a football field or something like that and there's other people moving or whatever. The gym, it's all static things. So we set it, Um, We can set it really light, we can practice the movements, we can practice them over and over and over and get better with them. And then obviously once we've done that, then we can start to progress and lift more and, um, and do heavier and cooler things over time. So there's, you know, there's so much room there for, for building resilience in the body just at a slow, steady pace that is applicable to you. And a coach, again, will help you and guide you through that process. Uh, And I guide my app users through that and obviously also my individual clients that I work with too. 
Um, so some big areas that I see people um, fall down with this injury thing is um, the, probably the biggest one, actually, I'll just talk about this, is when, uh, like I did a trip to Bamboogle last year, uh, in December last year, which is down in Tasmania, for those who uh, are not familiar with uh, Australia's geography or landscape, uh, it's down the very south of Australia, so very cold, um, it's very um, like sort of rugged land, um, un- untouched, if, if you want to call it that, like very rugged sort of linksy style course. Uh, we walked around it, we played golf for... Uh, three rounds. It was three days in a row. Bang, bang, bang. Um, flew in, played golf, played golf, played golf. Flew home that that afternoon. Uh, and some of the guys on the trip that we went with were a little sore and tired. I, th- I think a little bit of it was because they they drank a fair bit. Um, but also there was like muscle soreness and strains and and people complaining about sore knees and and other bits and pieces like this. So. It's on trips like that where we suddenly spike or increase the amount of volume that we're playing because the time affords us to do it, that we're going to start to notice these things. And once we get to this like older stage of life, I'll call it, you know, over 30, 35 and, and getting into 40s, 50s, 60s, etc., we want to be able to enjoy those times and, and not have to be you know worried about injuring ourselves or hurting ourselves by just you know playing the game that we enjoy. So... Uh, let's get in the gym, build a body that's more resilient and strong, and then we won't have to experience that. So um, you're not too old to do that because that's going to assist with you being able to play and, and enjoy those types of you know weekends or, or times away with friends. Uh, the next thing, so we want to see an improved range of motion. So essentially, you've spent all these years uh, you know, maybe working at a desk or completing a certain job or, or holding certain postures for work or, or leisure or whatever it might be. But essentially, it's not too late to improve your range of motion. So what I mean by that is uh, I'm talking about strength and mobility. So range of motion mainly talks to mobility. So strength through whatever range of motion you have available and, and your body's ability to move through that yourself. Uh, and flexibility is uh, range of motion along a joint. So like stretching your hamstring or your calf or something like this. So essentially we want both of those to improve. And the the best and most surefire way to do it, uh, sure we could do mobility work and flexibility, etc., and, and static stretching for a long time. But if we want to do that and we want to build strength through it, then we just complete movements which are compound. So they're using multiple joints and they're functional, uh, yeah, functional movements. So they help us function as a human being. So sitting, standing lunging, deadlifting, pushing, pulling, all these types of movements are multi-joint, multi-plane even, and also uh, are just going to help us not only just be better at golf and and walk the course and hold different postures and stand in bunkers and one foot in, one foot out and all this type of stuff, uh, generate more ground reaction force by, you know, being able to push our feet harder into the ground um, because we can deadlift and squat more, Um, but it also helps us function outside. Uh, So essentially... If we load our strength work, so loaded strength, so loaded squats, loaded deadlifts, all that type of stuff, and we go through as full a range of motion as we can that's pain-free or there's just a mild discomfort, then we're going to build strength and range of motion at the same time. So you don't need to spend as much time on mobility outside the gym if you're doing these types of movements within the gym, which I love to include in the programming that I write for golfers. And um, if you have any questions, you're already an app user and you want to know which ones they are, then you can always just ask me in there and I'll you know, point you in the right direction or, or which program has better things um, for, for that specific uh, goal. Um, but essentially, 
yeah, strength through range of motion is going to stop injuries and it's going to help us play golf for longer. Uh, the next thing is uh, we want to offset or decrease our muscle loss and power or speed losses over time. So what we have is essentially as we age, so the some of the figures that I've picked up, and I'm not sure of the exact, um, I've, I've picked these up off PubMed with studies, um, but I, I don't know the exact up-to-date figures. These might be slightly off based on the studies having been done previously, and there might be some new research coming out soon, which dispels these numbers. Um, but I know at this point in time, these numbers are to be true. But muscle mass essentially will decrease at 3 to 8% per decade after you turn 30 if you're not doing any training to offset that. So if you're not currently doing any training after you're 30 years old, then you are losing 3 to 8% of your total muscle mass every decade um, after you turn 30 years old. So if we leave that four decades, that can be up to 32% of our muscle mass. So that's a third of, of our muscle mass, essentially. Uh, and the other scary one is after 40 years old, uh, our power decreases. And I've seen some figures up around 17% of our power decreases every decade. Um, but I've also seen some down as low as 7% per decade. But if we're working as 7% being the minimum uh, from the numbers which I've uh, been able to, to gather, then 7% per decade is a lot. If we leave that four so if we leave that 40 years, um, so we're you know approaching 70, 80, that's you know can be up to almost 40, 50 percent um, if we're if we're leaning somewhere in the middle of that seven to 17 percent. So that's a lot of power, and you can imagine how much that's going to change your game over time. I think we've all played with, you know, people who are sort of 60, 70, 80 years old and, you know, their club head speed, it'd be lucky to be 60, 70 miles an hour. Um, you know, they're, they're bunting it down the fairway, like maybe 150 metres at the most with their driver. Um, I actually played with a, a guy last weekend who um, was in this category and we got to a par three, it was 166 metres to the pin. Um, I was hitting a seven iron, or actually I hit a six iron because it was slightly into the breeze. Um, and he, he pulled out his driver and he still pulled up short, um, you know, playing off the same tees. Like what, what an absolute disadvantage that, that poor guy is at um, because he's had a, a massive degradation in his um, speed and power output over the years because he just hasn't really trained it. Um, and, you know, there might be multiple factors as to why this person is doing it, but it just really hit home to me the importance of me continuing to do the speed and power work that I am currently doing in my training and I... Um, you know, preach and, and get others to follow to to see similar results to what I've been able to see. Um, but yeah, it's it's really crazy how much we can see a drop off in all of those things if we're not training them. So stick with it and uh, and stay in the gym or get into the gym if you haven't done it yet because um, we don't want to see these you know decreases or losses for you over time. Uh, then the last thing. So just on that the. Um, so I'll go into the last point and, and then mention that uh, during it. So the the last one is um, what we want to do and, and a reason we want to train as we start to get older is we want to reduce our reliance on uh, tra or training aids or aids that help us around. So we want to reduce our... Um, you know, need for using things like carts or remote control buggies or um, needing help to do 
all of these things which like at one point in our lives would have been really simple to do you know is to, to walk 18 holes like um or carry a bag um, i've gone back to using a carry bag for for some of my rounds like my social rounds and stuff now um just so that i can build a, a bit more strength as I, I carry the bag around for a bit longer um but we we want to reduce our reliance on those so that we can play golf you know further into our years without needing these things and then only when absolutely necessary we can you know resort back to using them um i think if we rely on them too much then it just it takes away from one us being able to build that uh, you know cardio that we need to walk around 18 holes which isn't really that difficult to be honest um, but it's just the loading on the muscles as we walk around for, for that period of time you know four hours um, the average golf course you know maybe 6,000 yards or um, I don't even know how many meters that is about 5,000 or 5,500 meters maybe um, for a longer course uh, and then you've got the incidental walking between tee boxes and, and walking around the green when you read your putts and um, maybe walking too far then walking back to your ball so we're probably doing you know up to about seven kilometers or or whatnot as we get around the course so we want to be able to make that really easy and and if we're we just don't have the ability to do it to start with then obviously we're going to need those aids um, but the the gym training or getting into the gym and starting training is uh, obviously going to reduce our need to to rely on those aids as we get older uh, the other thing i wanted to mention here was um also for um, balance and stability, once we're once we reach post fifty, I read some interesting information about this, and essentially, to use scientific terms to begin with, and then I'll break it down. Um, the cells in our vestibular system die off, which affects our ability to correct posture um, and and perform rapid compensatory movements. So. If you think about it, uh, the golf swing, there's a lot of rapid compensatory movements happening because there's so much, uh, we're trying to hit a small ball with a small club face and we're rotating around and then trying to hit the ball. There might be wind that's blowing into us, there might be sun affecting it, might be slightly uphill, slightly downhill. We're never going to have a perfectly level lie. Um, you know, even on the greens, there's some sort of a slope to it or the tee boxes, is, it's never a perfectly leveled off ground. So there's always going to be some sort of compensatory thing going on there where our body has to adjust. And the vestibular system is very important in helping with that because it detects our head position in space and, and it's, you know, all connected through the middle ear and it's going to help us be able to stabilize and then, you know, conduct a, a good golf swing from a stable base. So uh, why do I bring this up? Um, just like the, the losses in muscle power and speed, um, once we reach 50, that system decreases. So when we perform movements in the gym, we're building better coordination and we're training that system because if we've got a really well-rounded program and we're doing things like you know tossing the ball against the wall as a warm-up and throwing it from one hand to the other, or we're doing um, really fast swings with a, a speed stick, as an example, uh, we're having to rely and our senses are heightened a lot more because we're swinging really fast and we've got a little bit of adrenaline and that fight and flight is there because we're really pumped up swinging a little bit faster. Uh, when we do things like uh, split squats, like rear foot elevated split squats, we are balancing on one leg. So we're heightening the system and the vestibular system is balancing us out and we're practicing that. So we're not losing the ability to uh, balance out through the middle ear and, and the vestibular system. So this is all a, a part of, you know, as, as we get older, these things all deteriorate. So we're trying to maintain these things and 
and keep them in good working order and, and not have a, a big degradation over time. So um, that's the that's the last little bit of info I wanted to bring about in, in this episode. But essentially, uh, the, the things that we're talking about, so um, if you've never trained, you're going to see huge gains. You're going to reduce your risk of injury because you're going to then be able to load up with more volume of golf, whether it's at home and, and you know, you're just on holidays and playing more golf at your home course or you're traveling somewhere and you really want to enjoy all the rounds there and not be sore and tired in between. Um, that is going to be helped by training and being able to keep that volume up. Uh, we're going to see improved range of motion and it doesn't have to be from just dedicated mobility work. We can kill two birds with one stone and literally do loaded mobility in the gym by doing compound movements that are functional and help us function as humans uh, and they're carried out through the largest range of motion that we possibly can um, with a weight which is challenging for us and, and is um, it doesn't cause pain it just causes a little bit of discomfort while we do it uh, we want to offset our decrease in muscle loss our losses in power and speed as humans uh, and also our balance and stability decreases um, through the vestibular system uh, and then we also will in in um as a byproduct of all of these things that i've just said uh will reduce our need for aids like carts and remote control buggies and caddies and all of these other things um so if we're relying less on that to to help us through the round then it means that we're fitter stronger have better balance and and just a a more well-rounded and and better balanced human being to, to be able to play better golf so I hope that uh, these talking points have, you know, maybe just reinforced, you know, why you're training and and just given you something else to attach to. So um, you have, you know, some people like to move away from pain and some people like to move towards pleasure. So if we're moving away from pain, we're moving away from not wanting these things to happen to us. Um, And that might be the way that some people are motivated. Uh, if we're moving towards pleasure, it might just be the fact that if we're doing these things, we're playing better golf and we're seeing better results on the course. So we're training because we're seeing better results on the course. So uh, essentially, that's what I mean by uh, moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure as as being the thing uh, which is going to motivate us. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. I really hope that uh, there's been some information in here which is you know positively impacts your training, um, helps you make the decision to start training potentially, um, or if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this or they need to hear some of these messages, then please pass the episode on. Um, just send them a link to to listen to it, um, tell them to to wrap their ears around it, and um, and hopefully they get some benefit from it too. Uh, but until next week, guys, I hope you play really good golf. I hope you train really hard, uh, get good results in the gym, uh, and I'll see you guys next week.